Jack and Jill here. Hi. Welcome to the Land Academy Show, entertaining land investment talk. I'm Stephen Jack Butella. And I'm Jill DeWitt, broadcasting from the Valley of the Sun. Today, Jill and I talk about, well, I'm going to compare the private equity business model to the Land Academy business model. And as I said yesterday, uh, I didn't realize it, but I really kind of modeled Land Academy back in the day, back in you know mid-15s off of that classic private equity model. And, and uh, I'll get into it in detail here in a minute. And I'm going to listen intently <laughs> while you compare. Jill and I discussed before, each one of these episodes, Jill and I discussed just very briefly who's going to do what. And she's like, I'm doing nothing. Well, we, we well, <laughs> let me back up. We sit down and come up with titles. And then by the time that we brainstorm all the titles, some of mine make the cut and some of mine don't make the cut. Well, so, they get filtered differently. Yeah. This one, this one came up with a different title. And you know what? That's okay. Because this is his show. <laughs> I'm just a guest. Before we get into it, let's take a question. I'm an eight-year guest. <laughs> That's just, that's pretty accurate. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to take a question posted uh, by one of our members on the landinvestors.com online community. Uh, it's free, but before we do that, I hope you know by now, Jill and I have a full-blown commercial printing company uh, to manage from start to finish, getting your offers in the mail, whether you remember or not. It's called Offers to Owners.com, the number two, offers the number two owners.com. We set this uh, company up several years ago, quite honestly, out of frustration because we couldn't get our mailers in the mail effectively and without errors. So we just decided we would do it ourselves. Fast forward to today, we do probably eight or 900,000 offers every single month. Uh, check out support at offers, the number two owners.com, and they'll uh, get you all hooked up. Tons and tons and tons of members and non-members do it every month. Jack H. wrote, I'm just getting started and I think I'm going to have a lot of newbie questions. <laughs> Hopefully, uh, we'll have my first mailer sent out in the next month. So right now, I'm trolling for markets. The busy, biggest issue I'm having is zip codes I'm looking at don't show up in the Redfin data. When I input them, it just comes up no matches, but others come up fine. Does anyone know how to solve this issue? Thanks. So this is a real smart, it's a very, very good question. And it tells me that you're following the program yep. uh, and you're, you're going through the steps and you do have some questions along the way. That's I'm Perfect. perfectly honest. And you're asking them in Discord. Excellent, excellent, excellent. Here's check, a, check, check. You get a gold <laughs> star, Jack H. <laughs> Redfin's business model. <clears throat> Redfin has an amazing data center and they don't charge anything for it. It's, a, it's truly amazing. Their business model involves um, getting listings and then uh, attempting to, through providing all this data, uh, and getting listings through their real estate agents, selling real estate through a traditional model, brokers and agents and the whole thing. And that really works in really urban areas. And so they have contracts with a number of the MLSs out there. I think there's 1,300 MLSs or some number like that. Maybe it's even more. There's not just one big multiple listing service. There's a lot of different tiny little regional ones. Turns out they don't care too much about the, the rural ones because they're not, they don't want listings there and it's just not a profit center for them. Mm. Well, we do. We care about rural markets because we That's buy and sell we rural are. land. <laughs> so a lot of the markets that are covered, so not all of them. And you're running into that because you're following the program, which I, which I think is great. The alternative place to get all the data that you need is Realtor.com data center. Nobody really knows about it. They don't. They're not real loud about it, but it is extensive, all over the country. And you're going to have to do a little bit of reformatting that I go over in uh, in Land Academy 3.0 
chapter four. So the data is there. It's just not perfect. This also tells me, and I'll end on this, Joe. This also tells me that you're <laughs> choosing the right counties. If there's not a lot of data in a county that you're looking, or zip code that you're looking, uh, seriously considering ma mailing, good for you. <laughs> Isn't that great? People are like, I don't have a lot of comps. I'm like, yay. What are you talking about? This is great that nobody knows what it's worth. This is awesome. Mm -hmm. You Then you make the comp. <laughs> I don't know why that's hard for people to understand, but I'm like, I love this. <laughs> You're the expert. Yeah. You don't know it, but you will become very quickly uh -huh. the expert in some of these rural markets. Yeah. As soon as that mailer goes out, that's a whole other show, by the way. That mail goes out, the person that calls you back, you already know more than that person on the phone. Yeah. And everybody's afraid to answer that first call. I'm like, trust me, you know more than they do. <laughs> Today's topic, comparing the private equity business model to the Land Academy model. This is why you're listening. Private equity as a business, I have a, an amazing and tremendous amount of respect for, and I always have. And so I'm gonna, I don't wanna describe how, I don't wanna dig too far deep back into the history of all this, but I'll just describe what private equity is. There's many private equity companies out there that have loads and loads and loads of money and not very much talent. And if you ask any of them, do you have any talent? They're gonna say no. What we do have is a lot of money. Well, where'd you get the money? Well, rich people call us because they have all this money and they don't want to really do any work. And so they just want to give us a ton of money and get some type of return on it because everywhere else we stick our money, the stock market and and uh, uh, the bank, certainly banks and mutual funds and all that. It's just not cutting, cutting those interest, those returns. Low and low. Returns don't work for us. So here's a couple billion dollars because our family started the cotton gin or whatever their story is. Please invest it wisely and uh, let's you know get some kind of return on it. So there's a bunch of very, very, very educated, formally educated people that work at these uh, private equity groups that don't have much common sense, but they got great grades. This is all this true. Is, this, is, this is my Jack making, making friends and building bridges. <laughs> Not. This is, this is hilarious. <laughs> Making enemies and burning bridges. Just kidding. So there's two sides to uh, effectively. Because they're stupid here and they're stupid and they're rich. Here's what they're saying. rich, stupid people. Yeah. With amazing grades. Let me, let, me just, let me just clarify for everyone. If you got, didn't understand that fluff, I will translate for you. If you're stupid and rich, keep listening. <laughs> <laughs> or if you want to be stupid and rich. There we go. This one's this one's often stupid and rich. <laughs> Just kidding. As evidenced by this episode. Yeah. <laughs> Continue on, please, sir. So these companies are packed full of uh, office buildings full of people that are on the prowl for. They have two major functions. Number one, find companies that, or people, really companies, find companies that are, they look pretty good, but they have had tough times. And so maybe uh, they manufacture a part for uh, the military, or maybe they have a 500 pizza locations or whatever. It's any type of company that maybe the founder's usually gone. The founder of the company who started it and realized what it took to operate the thing 
now his heirs are running it or maybe he sold it or she sold it and it's just it's not tip top might not be losing its shirt but it's not tip top so that's one function of private equity companies is to locate these companies that are grossly undervalued or under being underperformed function number one function number two is to find a person who is uh, an entrepreneur in their soul and as a turnaround expert goes into the company assesses what's going on it's got a fresh view of it maybe they're younger they understand computers they computerize it do some stuff Uh, usually takes a few years and then they turn that company around so it is performing and then they sell it so find a debilitated company get a new person in there clean it all up exit sell it and honestly they usually sell it to another private equity company or maybe they take it public or there's all kinds of exit ways to do that so i'm thinking today this morning while we're going through the topics sounds a little familiar find a a a grossly undervalued piece of land buy it get your have equitable title or whatever that means to you maybe you might get even get a funder because you don't have the money like that rich person with the cotton gin Rich and stupid. Yeah. Well, the cotton gin person's not stupid. It's, That's true. You know, they just they're just loaded. They just want to put so their you find money a funder. Yeah. You know, you're the middle person. You find yeah. a funder. You find an undervalued piece of property, maybe forty, fifty thousand uh, bucks. You know, it's worth one hundred and fifty, and you sell it for a hundred. That's our model. Right. You are either going to find a real estate agent, which is that turnaround guy that I just mentioned, and then exit out of it, just like they would exit out of it, only we do it in a matter of months instead of a matter of years. We do it for a much, usually a much lower dollar amount and consequently profit margin amount, but real high percentages. Sometimes weeks. Weeks. We've done it in weeks, so have you You know what the nice thing is, and we have like, I don't know how many volume of them going, ongoing at the same time which is nice too. Yeah. It's not like I'm buying one, I put all my eggs in this thing and I'm waiting two years. I'm gonna, you know, we're gonna exit out of it. We're gonna take it public, whatever. This guy's gonna make a couple million for doing the turnaround, such and that kind of a thing. So if you are always keeping your eye on the exit as a, as a land flipper, and you're always, this all, this whole thing started because you're only as good as the people that are involved in this. Mm. And maybe you're the best person to do this. Maybe you're not. Yesterday in Career Path, we, everybody got exposed to um, Joe's transaction coordinator, Jan, and everybody loved it. Mm-hmm. And it, and I, I was listening to Jan because I don't have a lot of contact with Joe's staff, uh, direct contact, and I'm listening to her. Give a presentation about what's a good transaction coordinator, how do you hire one, how much should you pay them, who sh- where should you look, all of it. Mm-hmm. And, I, and, then, and then she's describing all the, the deals that these guys are doing recently. And I'm sitting around going, she's better at this than I am. Mm-hmm. And she's a little bit older than me. She's got more experience, maybe not transaction experience, but in the trenches experience. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of in, silently patting myself on the back saying, it's great that we have attracted mm-hmm. people that are smarter and better at this, mm-hmm. and uh, and we know that th- this is a kind of a uh, an offshoot of yesterday's episode on the podcast. It's you got to get some people in there that know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Completely agree. That's all private equity does. They take the people with the money. They give the money to the people who are really bright turnaround experts. Pay them incredibly well. Split the money on the exit. That's it. Thank you. 
Happy to join us today. Five days a week, you can find us here on the Land Academy Show. Tomorrow, the episode on the Land Academy Show is called uh, How Title and Escrow Companies Actually Now Want Your Business Again. You are not alone in your real estate ambition. Times are rapidly changing with real estate. Mm -hmm. And it, all these vendors, real estate agents and escrow companies and all the people that we use to get our deals done, they're a lot less busy than they were six months ago mm -hmm. or even a year ago. That's good totally. for us. I love it because all it means is the good ones are going to survive. <laughs> you think I'm kidding? No, but I, this has just become a, such a broken record topic that we just say it all the time. I do because I'm trying to hit it home. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for tuning in. Hey, by the way, as we talked about funding here, Jack and I are very aware that not everyone has a couple hundred grand lying around to buy land. We fund many Land Academy members and non-members deals every single week. Where to find out more? At landfunding.com. In addition to us, our members have combined, gosh, I don't know, 50 or 100 million bucks in their pockets right now available to fund Land Academy deals. So if you have any questions, you could always send a note to my team at support at landacademy.com. We are Jack and Jill. Information and inspiration to buy undervalued property.